everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host, and we're here to solve another problem. Sometimes, though, Chris, I think the problems crop up faster than we can solve them, and sometimes uh, we're kidding ourselves if we think we really solve them. But we're certainly in the business of suggesting where the trouble comes from and suggesting very strongly why liberty is better than coercion and government planning. And once again, we're going to be talking about that. So welcome to the program today, Chris. It's great to be with you again, Dr. Paul. Thank you. Very, very good. We want to start off uh, with talking about the shipping crisis. Uh, I think everybody in this country has seen the ships, hundreds of ships and all the uh, disruption of all the goods and services coming into the country. And it's huge how the amount of uh, material that we import through shipping and how many people depended on it. And now people are starting to wake up and find out this is significant. But uh, looking at these pictures, and they've been going on for several months now, and it seems to be getting worse. I look at this and I said, you know, hundreds of ships out there, and we haven't heard much about that. Goods and services come and go, and, and uh, in spite of some of the obstacles, uh, we do have done pretty well, even when the government over-regulates and over-taxes. But uh, all of a sudden, it got much, much worse, and uh, and, and it's a, a big concern. You know, there's a lot of a lot of stories by people who work in the uh, shipping industry, and they have have their ideas of what caused it, and and they're making this suggestion. But there was a pretty long article I read by a, a, a trucker who's been doing trucking on in, at the ports for 20 years, and uh, you know, the, a few of the politicians came up and they said, well, they're backlogged, they're backlogged, so this mandate, this habit, everybody, I think this might have something like came from Biden. Okay, everybody has, every company has to work 24-7, you know, and those are going to be the rules. Well, this trucker who's been there for uh, 20 years and knows a little thing about it, he said, that is not going to help. The problem is much more complex than that. And besides just telling people they better work harder and longer, and that doesn't solve the problems of regulations and what they might see as unfair uh, earnings from from their job. So it, it's, a, it's a really interesting, but it's also very, very important. And Chris, uh, I think most people know you live on the East Coast, so I don't even know if you see ships like this, but we do know that there's a lot of ships coming in the West. And I'll I tell you, without getting into and pretending we know all the details, just the fact that these big ports are coming into California and then there's a major problem like that. Well, so don't you think some people would scratch their head? Oh, California, I've heard they've had problems with the free enterprise system and free markets, and maybe there's something going on there. Maybe maybe they regulate too much. But then you have also the combination of the of the lockdowns and what people have done with COVID. But certainly the, uh, the, the problem is there. So, uh, Chris, uh, I know you've given a little bit of thought to this and have your opinion. So tell us a few things that you think uh, maybe might help us. Well, we know for for a fact, Dr. Paul, it's an iron law of economics that markets clear. So if you start with that, uh, you know, axiom, whenever you see ships backed up, you know, government invention, intervention is involved. Whenever you see bread lines, government intervention, shortages, empty shelves, same. Whenever you see mass unemployment, not limited unemployment, limited unemployment is normal because we live in a world of change that's constantly changing, 
consumer preferences are always changing. We don't live in a static world where there's no unemployment. But it, in normal uh, uh, free market circumstances, it would be limited. But whenever you see mass unemployment, you know that there's government invention involved. And also, obviously, inflation, hyperinflation, that's government spending, Fed counterfeit. Now, even though government creates all these problems, we live in a media bubble. And it's not just media, universities, schools, actors, sports. It's all one message. So whenever there's problems, you're told and expected to believe that, well, government needs to do something about this. There are shortages. Government should do something. The ships are backed up. Government should do something. It's, it's almost like a knee-jerk reaction that everybody has been trained to. But all it is is creating one problem after another. They just pile up, pile up, because government created the problem. They're not going to solve it with more intervention. And our standard of living gradually and even quickly goes down. And there's only one way out of this downward spiral. We're going to make the case for it, and that is free markets and individual liberty. Very, very good. And, you know, another reason why uh, when a crisis hits like this, it's more difficult to sort out, is that there's uh, different groups that are involved and are responsible. It's just not like there's one company uh, that, that deals with all this. For, for instance, uh, you know, the ports, the ports are something that I, I don't see many people talk about it, but they're not exactly free enterprise. The ports, uh, most ports are controlled by port authorities, by local cities, states, and townships. They have taxing authority, so they're very, very much involved uh, with, with, with government. And I, I'm sure uh, the regulations are significant. So I think the government can hold a club over the ports. If, uh, if they're looking to cause a little trouble or help somebody, the government, the the, uh, the managers have have the authority to help some uh, and hurt hurt others, but the the port is uh, very important. But that's just one element. They uh, get the ships in, receive the ships, but they don't deal with uh, the trucking. The trucking industry is even more complex. <coughs> Excuse me. The uh, trucking industry is uh, set up where there's a, a lot of <coughs> a lot of big companies. And uh, they also have some union, some non-union, and there's competition in wages. Some have been fixed at their wages that are like minimum wages, and some are making a lot more money. And all of a sudden, crisis hits, and it was that precipitation of the uh, <clears throat> knowledge of the crisis of COVID, which has really brought this to uh, people's attention. But, <coughs> excuse me. But we also have to uh, consider the fact that... Um, People, they, they have to consider storage after they get it, get the ship in and get the ship unloaded, then they have to store it. And it becomes pretty, pretty complex. So that's why the one individual sort of poked fun at it. Just making everybody work from 24 to 7 isn't the solution if it has to do with uh, many complex problems. You know, prior, prior to the COVID uh, uh, onset, um, uh, I had been talking about, you know, this is, uh, there's the beginning of the unwinding of the malinvestment and the distortion of the markets by the Fed. And there was a recognition that maybe there was early stages of, of a re recession. Uh, but COVID, when it hit, it made everything uh, much worse. And uh, this made people very, very concerned. And uh, when, when they 
could, couldn't solve the problem either. You know, they, there's a lot of politicking done on this. But it is a very serious matter, and uh, I assume that it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better because uh, they, we weren't dealing with free enterprise that failed. We were dealing with interventionism. Every aspect that I mentioned, the port, the truckers, and the storage, the government's involved in all that. But what about the government being involved in making easy credit? and uh, causing people to borrow and not uh, not take care of their infrastructure and do things differently and interest rate distorting these decisions that was that was all there but that's something that uh, would just confuse people they had to start thinking about monetary policy with this besides if they need money it's going to come from the government they'll help us out they're not short money they can they can provide as much money as, as the people really want so that's what's uh, that's what's happening but but uh, I think that uh, I agree with the individual that wrote that it's probably going to get a lot worse before it gets better. But I do believe it's a reflection of a system that was interventionist, manipulated by Federal Reserve funding, manipulated by government regulations, uh, you know, uh, with the precipitation of even more problems with COVID and lockdown, interference with labor markets. So it's a big problem. So once again, in general, what we, what we need, Chris, is a full understanding of how the free market works and uh, working in that direction. Yes, and one thing we need to point out is uh, free markets are not perfect because people are not perfect. So, uh, you know, you, we, you hear arguments, ah, people are greedy and lazy and they cheat and they lie. Yeah, that's people no matter what. You know, we, we all have the option of doing right or wrong. And But with government, government is made up of people. And so they're some of the greediest, richest cheaters, liars on the entire planet. So the case for a free market is going up against such a low bar. Now, when free markets, uh, when problems arise, let's say there's a hurricane uh, in Florida and, you know, there's free markets. So there's bread down there and it's selling for $20 a loaf, which is very high. But what happens is when there's free markets, entrepreneurs all over the country, even possibly the world, start calculating. They start calculating in their minds, okay, I have bread, I can ship it, I can get it there. Instead of selling for $20, I'll get it there and they could sell for 15 And another one is calculating, he's alert, he wants to make a profit, he could get it there and uh, sell it for $14. So supplies increase where they need to increase and prices end up going down. Now what happens is politicians jump in, they want to be heroes and say, no, no, no. No one is allowed to sell, even in these hurricane conditions, bread for any more than $5. Otherwise, you're a greedy price gouger. And the moment that that happens, all the entrepreneurs around the country, around the world, they stop calculating. They say, all right, forget it. We can't lose money. We can't get our bread there and lose money. We're not governments where we could just blow uh, tons of money. We could go out of business. So government keeps the shelves empty with their policies that are quote unquote, supposed to help you against the evil price gougers. And that's how government intervention. But you see how this takes a few steps to think they don't when politicians speak, they don't want you thinking beyond the um, the initial emotion. You know, they're bad. They're price gougers. So you end up with empty shelves. So government intervention it does nothing but hurt. They do not help. The free market is the way out. But you got to be able to think and understand why that is. 
Well, you know, I think Florida and probably the governor of Florida participated in this when they made the point and uh, made the suggestion and the invitation to California and uh, come to Florida, avoid this log jam. Uh, they probably don't have a magic wand, but I'll bet you any money that if uh, if you had more uh, shipping in through Florida, uh, there would be less problems than they're facing in uh, in California. But uh, that that could happen. It may happen. At least it's available there. And we've seen that happen in other areas around the country where some states are doing so much better than other states. And uh, guess what? People do it on their own. They they. They pick up and leave California uh, without a without a special invitation. People leave New York and and these various states that uh, overreact and overregulate, and they're going to uh, places like Texas and Florida. So so that's a, that's a, a a partial option. But then again, uh, the federal government, if if you do, if one state does help these other states, and because they have a freer system, all of a sudden you hear that Biden or somebody in the administrations are going to put more penalties uh, on that state that's helping out the other state. One, one story today was, you know what we ought to do to Texas, because now they're, you know, you know, they're doing so well, is this send more illegals there. This send more of these, these people who have come over and may, prov- uh, you, you know, may provide a lot of danger to our society. We'll send them all to Texas. But uh, that's, that is the kind of attitude that goes on that really doesn't uh, solve, solve the problem. And I, I think the people are getting frightened now because of shortages. And uh, this, this is something that is natural. When, when there are shortages and when there are lines, like we've looked at, you know, in California, you can assume that these were not developed by a market that is relatively free. That's the purpose, and Chris alluded to this, that's the purpose of the market is to help, you know, sort, sort this out. But if you don't have it or you close it down or you have uh, tremendous expansion of government with COVID regulations, all of a sudden the lines get longer. Then then you have the special interest. So you, you would think that everybody would be working together to solve these problems, but there are there there's trucker competition uh, worse than usual out there. And uh, there's also... Uh, the, the people that you know are, are competing where and, and having so much trouble, and their wages are low. Oh well, we should help them. We should increase their. But the wages are low uh, because of inflation. There are checks that they've been getting and making, which have been uh, interfered with with all this. But but even if they were making it exactly the same. The inflation has knocked it down, and and that's why looking at the regulations and looking at the problems uh, and other companies, you know, at least temporarily are offering other jobs. Uh, so some people just say, I've had enough of this. I'm not going in. And uh, that that might might be part of it because they say that the uh, operators and the truckers just aren't there. Where were they a year ago? They were all there. There were no long lines then, but all of a sudden these lines came. So I'll tell you what, I think COVID 
is a, a big issue and has precipitated this uh, expansion of the crisis because it was already it had already been made fragile, you know, by government interference and and control of the system. Uh, and a lot of people don't understand exactly, you know, uh, they manipulate interest rates and that becomes a problem. But the malinvestment that goes on, maybe maybe there was money there for, uh, you know, in a, if. If it was a free market, they might have used that to take care of their infrastructure. They're talking about the infrastructure. The equipment out there needs replaced. So therefore, they're going to, you know, go to Washington. Hey, the infrastructure, we've got to have it. You know, this this sort of thing. It It, it is, and, and Chris, you make the good point that there, it's not a panacea, but it's it's thinking in a direction of uh, which way should we go if you, if you say you know over the over the weekend when the uh, uh, or Tuesday when the Democrats didn't do so well you'd think the next day they'd be maybe humbled a little bit and say well if anything maybe they could stay quiet or they could say you know maybe Maybe that's a message. Maybe we should back off a little bit. No, <laughs> you know, Biden comes down with a tremendous increase in more lockdowns, you know, and more controls on vaccinations. And people know this stuff is coming. So uh, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a major problem that we have. I agree with the individuals who think it's going to get much worse. And uh, yet, I do believe that uh, the solution is not complex if people want to just open up their minds and be a, a little bit more scientific about what we're doing. Very good, Dr. Paul. I will close up by saying uh, we've all heard this statement, uh, and it is true, that in crisis there's always opportunity. Well, I, th I think I see big opportunity. We try to as much as we can be positive. We always point out the negative because it's important to understand. But, uh, you know, these last several years have provided a big opening for libertarians that are willing to take it. I could just see it from my own small circle of friends, family, acquaintances, and even on social media. You know, government was always something that was just in the background. Yeah, you pay your taxes, you get them off your back, they nag you with stupid uh, plastic bags, whatever. But you go on with your life and, uh, you know, they're always in the background. And yeah, they may be ripping us off, but, you know, we're living good despite that. Well, these last several years have been much, much different. And all during that time where government was in the background, we libertarians are saying, you know, these are not good people. They're not uh, looking out for you. They have their own, uh, you know, agendas and, and stuff. And now it's in everybody's face. It's impossible to ignore. It's not living good and they're in the background anymore. Now there's real pain and it's not just economic. It's not just, oh, they're just taking a, a few more pennies out of my paycheck. No, people are losing their jobs. They're being forced to have chemicals put into their body. They're losing loved ones with vaccine injuries, vaccine deaths. And it's all based on lies and the lies are so easy to see and debunk that it's, it's almost amazing how easy it is. And I see it in my small circle of people and family and friends, and they are upset at the government. They're not upset at, you know, who the government is telling you to be upset about. They're upset at the government because they are now the fangs are out and they're in everybody's face. So this is an opportunity that libertarians did not have before. We were easily ignored before. This, opp this opportunity to make the case of liberty is great for people that are looking for answers. So they're looking for it 
and we're trying to give it to them. We ask that you speak up and try to give it to them, and who knows what the future holds. Very good, and I think you make a strong point that uh, this is as much an intellectual fight as, as it is one of just political power. As a matter of fact, uh, one is quite different than the others, and they're used to using political power, but our argument would be that interventionism, which is uh, what we uh, saw create this monster, uh, is, is something that you just can't do more of it, and yet that's what they generally uh, do. You know, uh, like uh, Biden, he had a problem, a political problem. Well, we need, we need more lockdowns, uh, more mandates. And, and that's not quite it. But I think interventionism, where the government gets involved, you know, with manipulation of money and credit and interest rates, and spends all the money, high taxations, you know, is the basic problem. And they might be able to limp over along pretty well, but if it gets hit with something sudden that nobody had on their radar, like, you know, overreaction to COVID, then all of a sudden things get much worse, uh, much quicker. And uh, then they come up with the old cliches, the old ideas. Well, you, you know, uh, if it's inflation, what we need to do is print more money. And uh, well, what we have to do is, you know, when people push too hard and they get their wages moved up and because they have a strong union, they, they have to be curtailed. There should be freezing of wages and freezing of prices. And they think that's going to take care of, of uh, shortages. But what we witnessed with, with this uh, crisis out in California are shortages and long lines. And that's so characteristic of uh, pure socialism. That's what happens in socialism. And we're not in pro-pure pro, uh, socialism, but we're in a system that leads that way and gives people temptation to, uh, you know, accept more and more government. But I think, Chris, you have a perfect point. This, this shouldn't be used as saying, see, uh, you know, it's that, uh, it's that free market people, those libertarians, that's what caused our problems. They were selfish and they wanted to make too much profit and on and on, and they use this as a rant. And there's some people who are very, very blunt about this in the Congress. But I tell you what, if anything, let's hope this election uh, could be read and that the real message there is people are getting sick and tired of that uh, and uh, they can't trust the government to take care of us make us safe and secure and rich and and uh, everybody prosperous because they're using bad ideas and are deceiving the people they're violating our liberties and it's it's time we have a different approach and that's why we should be very cheerful about a few people standing up to it and uh, just think one of the things that might have helped in the election here to vote against all the mandates was was the fact that a, a few, a lot of people started going to the t uh, teachers uh, organization, the PTA, and raising a fuss. And sometimes there might be a group of people, a large group of people, but sometimes there's one individual who stands up and says, no way, this is it, this is terrible. And lo and behold, not only do the people in the audience agree and applaud, thousands of others seem to join in and it looked like it might have had uh you know an influence on the election so it's one way attitudes are important and uh spreading ideas are important and that is a, a real challenge for us because the ideas that most people have right now i know for a fact that uh, the people I knew in Washington, uh, if you ask them, you know, will you sit down? I want to talk to you a little bit about Austrian economics, about free markets, and you know why the Fed is bad. 
they, they, none of them have the biggest idea about it. You know, they'd sit down and say, you know, I, I, like, I heard this about this modern monetary theory. These socialists might have it put together because we sure need a lot of money. I mean, that floats around, but they're getting a little shaky too. So that's why when we see some changes in, in election, people should wake up. But this demonstrates even the people who are close to this and don't like what's happening uh, with these uh, uh, traffic jams uh, and shipping, uh, they're warning. This is not an easy problem. It's not going to go away easily. But I'll tell you one thing that makes a difference is if the people know in which direction we're going. If we're going toward, uh, you know, the side of more authoritarianism and away from more freedom, that's bad news. And, and I don't think you ever arrive at total authoritarianism or total freedom. So the direction of country is a pretty important thing. And right now, I think we might be at a turning point where more people would like to see at least move in a direction of uh, more personal choices, which means the rejection of, of the government mandates. Mandates are the opposite of freedom. And this country had been known at one time for the champion of, uh, of freedom. And we, we need to get that attitude back again. But uh, this is serious business. But I tell you what, I think uh, there are answers out there and that uh, we can shift gears and go in the direction of more liberty. I think most Americans uh, understand that. And most Americans, I believe, would be enthused about it if they just get to hear the message. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.